This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Today I'm going to talk to you about uh, the title of my message is Blessed to be a Blessing Part 3. And, uh, you know, God wants us walking in the blessing. You know, we have the Abrahamic blessing. And, um, and that blessing is not just for us. And, you know, sometimes I was thinking about faith and, you know, we preach a lot of messages. I preach a lot of messages about building you guys up and so you guys can walk in the best that God has for you. But, you know, our faith is not just for ourselves. Amen. You know, sometimes we think our faith is for ourselves and just for, for my family and just for, for my welfare. But, you know, your faith is for others. Amen. Amen. And we need to start using our faith for the kingdom of God. Are you listening to me today? So God has us all on a spiritual journey. And, uh, and so we need to walk out that spiritual, spiritual journey. You know, there's four keys that, we sh- uh, that our spiritual journey is in. And I talked about this in the first, se- uh, in the first message a couple weeks back. So I'm going to remind you that our church is built on four keys. The first key is to know God. Amen. And uh, we need to know God. Look at your neighbor and say, know God. Amen. And, and so part of that is that we get that, that our church is, is designed to help people come into a relationship with God Almighty. Amen. Get people saved. And, you know, God's part I like is in Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30. Uh, it says here, and this is Jesus speaking. He says, come to me, all you who are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is like God is calling people into the kingdom of God. Do you believe that today? And I think I think there's a lot of stressed out people. Amen. And as Christians, we shouldn't be that stressed out. Can I say that again? As Christians, we should not. In other words, Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Glory to God. So, so, so it, it's easy. Say, somebody say it's easy in God. It's easy in God. It is easy when you're walking in the spirit. But when we get out of the spirit and start walking in the flesh, it gets hard. Amen. Amen. And I want to, I don't know about you, but I want to walk in the spirit. The Bible says you sow this spirit and you what? You will reap life. You sow to the flesh and what, you, what will you reap? Death, man, you guys read the Bible, don't you? Amen. And I don't want to sow to the flesh. I want to sow to the spirit. And so Jesus, he's he's drawing people in and he's he's trying to reveal peace. And he wants people to come in peace with him through through his son, Jesus. And so that's God's part. God is calling. He's knocking on the door and he uses us to reach people. Amen. Uh, In Mark 16. Uh, 15 is uh, this is Jesus again speaking and he says to them, go into all the world, talking to the disciples and talking to us and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Amen. And so I'm going to say this. There's a real heaven to gain and there's a hell to shun. And I'm so glad that everyone in this room is on their way to heaven. How many people are on their way to heaven? How many people are heaven bound in here? Glory to God. And how many people are going to stay, stay with Jesus? No matter how hard it gets. 
No matter how much the flesh tries, no matter what's going on, you're not going to let go of Jesus. I'm not going to let go of Jesus. I'm going to keep walking with Jesus. No matter how much pressure that might be out there to get us to quit, I'm not going to quit. And you're not going to quit because you don't have a quitter on the inside of you. You have Jesus Christ on the inside of each one of you, helping you to walk out this walk. Somebody say, I have help today. You have the Holy Spirit, glory to God. And the Holy Spirit is drawing each one of us uh, to himself, amen, and revealing truth to each one of us. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You know, you, know, you are a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, the second reason why we're here and why we come to church is to, is to find freedom. And, uh, you know, I, I know that, you know, we're, in, we're all in a process of getting better. Somebody say, I'm in a process. We're in a process. We're not there yet, but, but, but we, we're, at least we're further down the road than we used to be. Are anybody further down the road? When you first started out in this walk, are you a little bit of a better Christian now than you were maybe two or three years ago? Hopefully, if you've been saved, you, hopefully you're getting better in your walk. You're, you're increasing in the knowledge of God. And when you increase in the knowledge of God, he will add grace and peace to you. Amen. So hopefully you're walking in a little bit more peace. Amen. Hopefully you're walking in a little bit more joy. Hopefully that, that you're walking in what God desires you to walk in. Amen. And so and that's why he's calling us to be the light of the world. Amen. Jesus said you are the light of the world. And we're the light of the world. Amen. Uh, I don't know. Did, did you guys have a good time at Thanksgiving? I did. And we had family over there. And I have a niece. And she, she's, she's dating a young man. And um, uh, I uh, was playing cornhole. And I had the opportunity to witness to him. Glory to God. I'm telling you, I hadn't witnessed to him before. And, um, and my, my niece is not where she needs to be at in Christ right now, but we're praying, believing that she's going to be. She, she used to go to church, but she's not in church anymore. And she has a, a boyfriend I don't believe is saved. So I, 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 I had the opportunity to witness, amen, and talk to him about the goodness of God. And I'm telling you, when you get an opportunity, opportunities are short. And I'm going to say there's a miracle passing us by every day. What do you mean miracle, Pastor? It's a, a miracle is when somebody gets saved. That is the, that's the greatest miracle of all miracles. And when God can take somebody that's not saved and somebody that's in darkness and move them from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, that's a miracle. What I mean by miracles are passing us every day is that we all have opportunities to witness to people all around us. And I think that we can forget that we are, you know, we have the answer. Look at your neighbor and say, you have the answer. We have the answer. And we don't want to forget because I think what happens is in our walk, in the process of us trying to walk in freedom, the enemy gets us focused on our problems. In other words, what we're dealing with at times. And sometimes we can be so focused on what we're dealing with, we forget that we're on mission. Look at your neighbor and say, you're on mission. Somebody say, mission, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave. Amen. So we're on a mission. And sometimes I think the enemy, you know, we even try to make us feel 
disqualified for even witnessing to somebody when we're already struggling in our own struggles. Have you ever felt like, oh, man, I'm not even that great. How can I minister to somebody else? I'm trying to I'm trying to live right. And I'm trying to tell somebody else that they need to live right. No, you're trying. What you're doing is you're you're introducing them to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And you're telling them that they get God in their life, that God will work with them to get them in that place that they need to be. And God will get them in a place of standing in right standing with him through the blood of Jesus. Are you listening to me? And so the enemy will try to get us to think that because we don't have it all together, we, we shouldn't be witnessing it uh, to anybody. No, listen, you're in the process of getting it all together. And in God's eyes, you already have it all together because you have right standing with God by the blood of the lamb. God's not looking at your weaknesses today. He's looking, he's looking at who you are in Christ. Are you listening to me? So he's not focused on the devil wants us to focus on our weakness, but we need to focus on God. Take our eyes off ourselves and focus on God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, 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 so number two, most of the church are either they're getting saved or they're in a process of walking in freedom. And most of the church is just st- stays there. In other words, they think I just need to get, go to church another Sunday just to get better, just to get better. And that, that's good. But we need to move from getting better to the next level. Somebody say move to the next level. You see, finding freedom in Christ is staying uh, in Christ. John 8, 31 and 32, Jesus said to the Jews that believed, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So the more word that you get into your equation, the freer you're going to become. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so, so, so number three, we need to move from that because the enemy is trying to make us feel disqualified not to witness to people. It's not hard to ask somebody if they go to church. Amen. One of my favorite lines when I'm talking to people, do you go to church? And they will, and they will, they will say either yes or no. Or they will say, no, and sometimes they will say, no, but I'm looking for a church. And that's when you pass out the card. Here you go. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Here's a card. Glory to God. Come, come to my church. My church is happening. Glory to God. The, the preachers anoint it. Glory to God. Amen. And, um, and when you come to church, you, you, won't leave, you won't leave the same. You'll leave different. Glory to God. You know, I had a testimony of a, a lady that came out to church. Uh, it was, I, I believe it was last week. She said she, she left out of here with joy. She came in. You may come in a little down, a little depressed, but you're going to leave with joy and peace. You may come in, you know, hurting, but you're going to go healed in Jesus' name. Do you believe that today? I believe that today. So number three, in the process of us, in our journey with God, we need to discover our purpose in the body. Look at your name and say, discover your purpose. In Romans 12, it says, uh, in Romans 12, 5 and 6, it says, So we being many are one body in Christ and individual members of one another. Having then gifts differ according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. And then it says in prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. So I don't want to read all of it, but bottom line is God has given each one of you gifts, talents, and abilities. 
And you have to use those gifts and talents and abilities for the glory of God. You know, I, I haven't always been a great preacher. <laughs> Amen. I, I'm working on my humility. Amen. I have, in other words, it has been a process. My gift has hopefully gotten better over the years. Amen. And, uh, and so it, it, it's a process. And I remember when I first came into the church and I came in, you know, hurting. Anybody ever come into the church hurting? And I came into the church hurting and I was going through all kinds of problems. You know, I, I like to say a crisis will bring Christ, will, will hopefully bring Christ into your life. Amen. A lot of people that you witness to, they, they haven't experienced life bad enough yet. The ones that haven't come in. But you know what? You keep witnessing. There's going to be a dog day for them. And they're going to say, maybe I just need God in my life. Because everybody's going to have their dog day. Everybody's going to have their evil day. Even the world's going to experience some evil in their days. Thank God that God reigns his goodness on the just and the unjust. Thank God that, he, that, that even sinners can have good days. But I'm telling you, uh, th- there's going to be a dog day for each one of us. What makes us different from the sinners is that Jesus is in our boat with us when we go through the dog days. Isn't that good? That's, a, that's good. Amen. Like I said, you know, uh, like I said last week, anxiety is contemplating the future. Or I said it maybe two weeks ago. It's contemplating the future with God not in it. So we don't want to be anxious for nothing but through all things, through prayer and supplication with grumbling. No, with thanksgiving. Make your request known to God and the peace of God. Somebody say peace. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Somebody say, I have the peace of God. God. Amen. And, And so we need to be walking in that peace. So he says here, discover your purpose. And we need to discover why we're here. Amen. Most of the church don't know why they're here. They just think that they're here just to... Just to, just to take up some space and just to try to get over their problems and just try to hold on until Jesus comes back. Just hold on. Jesus will be here soon. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And we think we just have to hold on to this, to, to, to stay, stay in there until, until Jesus splits the eastern sky. No, we're here more than just to hold on. We're, we're here to take over. I'm going to say this again. You're called not just to hold on or to hold your ground. You're, you're called to take some ground for Jesus. Somebody say, I'm taking some ground for Jesus. I'm telling you, you're greater than you think you are. I'm going to say that again. You're greater than you think you are. The devil will try to make you think that you don't have anything to possess. You don't have any giftings. You're not, you're not this great you know, orator. You don't have to be. Can you just ask somebody if they go to church? Can you just pass out a card? Can you just invite somebody to church? Amen. You don't have to get them saved right when you talk to them. In other words, we move people you know, closer to God wherever we're at. I mean, I was over, I mean, shoot, I was, I was, uh, I, I, did anybody do any shopping on Black, Black Friday? Amen. I'm telling you, I hate going out there. And I, you know, I went out there and you know what? I, man, I just went out to Best Buy 
And, and, there, and you know, I'm thinking, why is everybody shopping on today? Because some of these deals aren't that great. And there's a line of people. I guess that's what everybody's supposed to do is shop on, on Black Friday. Amen. And so, but I was in line and I decided that I was going to be positive while I was in line. And, um, and I said something like, Jesus is good. I started talking out loud. Jesus is good. Amen. And, 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 and I came up to, to the la- uh, lady that was working with me, the uh, cash register lady. I said, Jesus is good. She said, oh, he is. He, she, she said, and then one of the other ladies knew that I was a preacher. She looked and said, hey, how you doing? I said, hey, how you doing? And she said, oh, you a pastor? I said, yeah. She said, I'm a Christian. I said, are you? I said, yeah. We started talking, holding up the line, talking about how good God is. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I'm telling you, we're in the body of Christ. You got people fuming over there. I said, be, be at peace. We're talking about Jesus. We're having a one-on-one about God. Amen. Isn't God good? Amen. And we're talking. And she said, you know what? Uh, I'm with God 100%. I said, yeah. But she said, I, 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 I was backslidden for a little while. And I learned some things when I was backslidden. But I'm 100% on fire for God. She said, give me a card. I didn't even have to. Where, where's your card? I, I had them already. I was locked and loaded. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Oh, man, I didn't even have to beg her to get a card for me. Will you have a card, please? You know? No, she's like, give me one of your cards. I had two. I gave her one with me and uh, Yin and I on the front of it and, and another card. Glory to God. I said, come on out. You will be blessed. And she said, I think I might come out and visit you. Amen. It's easy witnessing for the glory of God. Somebody say it's easy. easy. You know, I found out that people aren't opposed to, to, to the gospel of Jesus. Because the gospel of Jesus is all about love. For God so loved the world. It's all about love. And when people start realizing that God loves them and God wants them in their kingdom and that God wants to bless them. Man, I'm telling you, it's not hard to get people interested in the gospel. It's it's just religion makes it hard. It's when we get religious and we start telling people, if you don't turn, you're going to burn and, 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 and give them all the negative side of it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? No, no, no. You know, you need to compel people to come in. I'm telling you, I'd rather compel people with love than fear. Can I say that again? I'd rather compel people to come into the kingdom of God with the love of God. Jesus, he ministered the love of God. How did he do that? Went around healing people, delivering people, and setting people free. And when when he healed people, they came running to him and started worshiping him. All you have to do is pray for somebody and believe that God will heal them. Glory to God. Pastor, that's your job. I don't pray for people. Now, yeah, you start, you know how you start? You start with your family. You start praying with your family. You start laying hands on your family. And once you get used to it, you get pretty good with your family. Hallelujah. Then you can go out and pray for strangers. Is, is this helping anybody today? And so, you know, I, I love it. I love it. Uh, I love being a witness. I, I remember that uh, I, uh, I was coming home from church. It was on a Sunday night. And I had a chocolate attack. Anybody in here are, is addicted to chocolate in here? Anybody, any chocolate people in here? Talk to me. And I'm a dark chocolate person. Uh, I, you know, I, I used to be in a milk chocolate, but, you know, I, I, I like pure. I like purity. And, and dark chocolate is pure chocolate. Yeah, well, it's the 100% is pure, you know. I guess it's very rare that you get. But you, you want to get that high 72% chocolate. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And, you know, chocolate is not really candy. 
You know, yeah, it, it's really a food. You know, chocolate is not really considered, well, I guess if it's all mixed in with all the other stuff. But, but pure chocolate is really a food. Did you know that? And it's good for you. It has antioxidants. I got a chocolate bar right here. No, I'm kidding. But, but what, what I'm talking about, where, where am I going at with it? Oh, okay, now I know. And so I, I said, I need a chocolate bar. And so I, I, uh, I, I zoomed into 7-Eleven and I was in line and it was a line of people. It was on a Sunday night and this girl was in front of me and, uh, you know, she, she just, um, well, she smelled like nicotine and booze. So she probably just came from the club. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? And so I'm just saying, so I just stepped back a little bit. <laughs> Glory to God. Hey, you know what I'm talking about, you know, being religious. But she turned around. She said, that's a nice suit that you're wearing. She complimented me. I said, well, okay. She, she complimented me. I said, I, and then I said to her, I said, you know what? You know, and I, at that time I was talking to our congregation that, you know, talking about our confession. And, you know, what we confess today, we possess tomorrow. And I was getting my congregation to say that this is going to be the best year of your life. Somebody say that. This is going to be the best year of my life. But pastor, it's already almost December. (laughs) Can you believe that that God can top the 11 months that you just lived? Can he make it better? He can make it better. Say it again. This year will be one of the best years of my life. In Jesus name. I'm telling you, God can make it one of the best years of your life. Of course, when you hit January 1, you're going to start saying that again. This year. Amen. And so I said to her, I said, you know, I believe that this year is going to be one of the best years of your life. I said that to her. And she said, you really believe that? I said, I believe that. This is going to be one of the best years of your life. And as she paid for her stuff, I paid for her. As we started walking out, she said, I sure hope so. I've been going through so much turmoil in my life. And I got in a car accident. Her car was a little beat up. And it uh, looked like, it was, uh, like the front of it was kind of crushed in. And she said, I went through all this, problems, all that. I said, you know, I have the answer to your problem. She, she said, what's that? I said, Jesus. All you need to get is Jesus in your life. She said, really? I said, yeah. And I, and I said, I said do, you, do you want to receive Jesus right now? It was, it was a God moment. People were coming in 7-Eleven, but we were in that zone. Have you ever been in the zone with God? Have you ever been in that place where you're talking to somebody and you're in a zone and God is working and the miracle process is working? I'm telling you, there's a lot of depressed people out here. You're the answer to their depression. You're, you, you have the answer. And what's that answer? Jesus. And I led her in, in a simple prayer. And I'm telling you, God touched her. And she got saved. She, she ended up coming to our church. And, and, um, and we ended up discipling her. Now, now she's out doing ministry. I found out that years later, she's out doing ministry. She's not in our church any longer. But she's bearing fruit for the kingdom of God. Isn't that awesome? And so that's what God, the de- I'm going to say this, the devil's more afraid of you than you should be of him. Why? Because you got the power of God resident on the inside of you. You got the, you got the power to break people free from bondage. Amen. Hallelujah. So we need to discover our purpose. And, and you know, I, I know you're probably thinking, oh, I know where pastor's going on this sermon. He's trying to get more people on the dream team so we can be, make a 
uh, you know, yes, that's great. I would love for you guys to, you know, come on the dream team. You know, we need teachers and we need more uh, people as ushers and all that. But really, I, I'm not trying to get you on the dream team per se. I'm trying to get you out of the church and, and I want you to make somebody's dream come true. Are you listening to what I'm saying? As in, I want you to get out there because I'm telling you, that's where church really should start. That's where life really begins. It's outside of these four walls. It's great in here. We're in the safety arc, amen. We're in the arc, you know, of safety. But we need to get out there and let our light shine before men. As Jesus says, so, to, so men can see our good works and what? And glorify God, which is in heaven, amen. And so, so we need to discover our purpose. And, and, and your, your purpose is to, to bear fruit, amen, to make a difference, Jesus said, you did not choose me, but I chose you that you, and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. So, so you know, you think you were smart enough and you found God. No, God had his eye on you and he drew you by his spirit. And that's why you're in this house today, because God called you. Some may say, I am called. You are called of God. Amen. So, so really, why are we here? Why did God save us to make a difference for the kingdom of God? You're here to make a difference for the kingdom of God. Mother Teresa said it this way. A life not lived for others is not a life. So when we start living our life, not for ourselves, but we start living our lives for others, that's when real life Comes about. Do you believe that today? In First Timothy six, uh, seventeen through nineteen, uh, this is this is Paul, and wrote this epistle to Timothy. Amen. He says, "Command those who are rich in these in this present world." Not to be arrogant nor put their hope in wealth. Okay? We need to be very careful. I said in the first week that I preached this message, we all are rich if we live in America. You are rich. You might you say, well, I beg the difference. You're rich. You didn't have to go down and walk three miles to get water and put it on top of your head and come back. Amen. You just went to the spigot. Glory to God. Are you here when I say that? You're rich. If you got a roof over your head, you're rich. If you got a car, you're rich. I mean, you are more rich than you think you are. Not just rich in money and, and not in resources, but in talents and abilities. You are rich. Somebody say, I'm rich. And he says here, but don't put your hope in wealth, which is uncertain, but put put uh, but to put their hope in uh, richly who provides us for everything and enjoyment. So so it says here that we don't put our, our, our hope in wealth, which is uncertain, but we 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 put our hope in God. And he, he the Bible says he richly provides us everything for enjoyment. In other words, God's OK with us having things. Amen. Everybody that's quiet in here. God's okay with us enjoying things. Amen. God's okay with that, but he doesn't want those things to have us. Amen. And he says, and then he says, command them to do good. Somebody say to do good and be rich in good deeds and be generous and willing to share. So, so, so he's saying uh, to Timothy to command your congregation to do good. Somebody say do good. And be rich in good deeds. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Some of us, you know, are, are struggling in here. And, we, and we're praying for the blessing. And we're saying, God, bless me, bless me, bless me. But he's waiting for you to step out and bless somebody. He's waiting. Why? Be, because we reap what we sow. When we become blessers, we get blessed. When we start blessing others, blessings come back in return. Do you believe that today? In Acts 10, 38, we need to be like Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, be like Jesus. Amen. We need to be like Jesus. And, and it says in Acts 10, 38, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good. Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Amen. And so listen, what, what God has anointed Jesus, but you know, he has anointed you. Somebody say, I'm anointed. I have the grace of God on my life. And so you are anointed. And it says here that God anointed Jesus. That's what he did. That was his job description. He went around doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So God desires us to love him and to love people. And I'm going to say this is a, this might be a radical statement. How you love people, it, it, it's exact correlation is how you love God. Oh, man, I said something today. Glory to God. I got to get back here. How you love people, it, it connects with how you love God. You can't separate the two. I'm telling you, John said, if you can't love your brother who you see, how can you love God who you don't see? Oh, man, I'm preaching today. I'm really preaching today. In other words, we need to start walking in love towards people around us. But people are so unlovely, Pastor. Yes, they are. And you were at one time, too. Have you ever done some unlovely things? Have you kind of acted up a little bit? Have you acted a little ugly at times? Yeah, on Thursday. Okay, then we won't go any further. We won't go any further. We have acted ugly at times. We have been the ugly people at times. But God is bringing us to that place. So instead of us being ugly, we are becoming lovely. In, do you like how that sounds? Lovely in his sight. I'm not a poet, but we'll continue. So God desires us to love people. How do we fulfill God's call in our lives as believers? Two ways. Love God and love people. In Matthew... Uh, somebody asked him, what's the greatest commandment? You know this. It's, it's, Jesus said, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and with all your mind. This is the first great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hangs all the law of the prophets. Amen. And so he's saying here, love God and love your neighbor as yourself. And one person asked Jesus, he was you know, he was asking Jesus, you know, how to how to, you know, obtain heaven. And of course, she said, love God and love your neighbor. And, he, and then he says, who's my neighbor? Who's my neighbor? Is my neighbor just the church folk? Should I just be nice to people in church? Is Sunday morning the only time I need to be nice? No, you need to be nice every day. And your neighbor, who is your neighbor? And Jesus gave a parable uh, in Luke called the Good Samaritan. Anybody ever heard about the Good Samaritan? Somebody say, I'm a Good Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem. This is Luke 10, 30 through 36. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a certain priest came down. 
that road. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, the Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. And he went to him and bandaged his wounds, poured on oil and wine. And he set him on his own animal, brought him to the inn, took, and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever, whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So, so which of these three do you think was the neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And, and so he asked that to that gentleman to ask him, who's my neighbor? And, and the man said, I guess the one that he showed compassion on. Amen. Amen. The one that showed compassion, which was the good Samaritan. In other words, we need to start showing compassion. Amen. There are a lot of hurting people out here. We need to show compassion. Who do we show compassion to? Those that are hurt, those that are bruised. And, you know, people, you know, you don't see bruises on the outside a lot of times. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking about mental bruises. Uh, you have to get into people's world. Hallelujah. You have to say, I'm going to get into people's world. And so this is, there's some keys here with the Good Samaritan. Let me give you some keys here. How we can be a Good Samaritan. The first key is that the Good Samaritan was willing to get involved. I'm telling you, I, I, I think sometimes we, we, we get too busy in life. We have our list of things to do, and we don't have witnessing on the list. Okay. In other words, we get, am I talking to anybody today? And we get so busy, but you, in the process of picking up some bread, preach the gospel. In the process of, of you going to the store, preach the gospel. In other words, we should always be trying to find opportunities to minister the kingdom of God to people. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And see here, there, it was an opportunity. There's opportunities all around us. There's, like I said earlier, there's miracles passing us by. And I'm telling you, the more you go out and you do something, the more grace of God you're going to walk in. You believe that today? And the Good Samaritan was willing to get involved. And so, and sometimes we just need to be willing to get involved. The Good Samaritan was a good steward of his resources. Listen, if you're broke, busted, and disgusted, how are you going to be able to help somebody else out? So God wants you, he wants you to be a good steward. In other words, he doesn't want you spending all your money just on yourself. He wants you to have a little bit of a savings. Glory to God. Why? So you can have an opportunity. Why? So you can try to influence somebody for the kingdom of God. In other words, we want to use our wealth to influence people for the kingdom of God. Of God. In other words, we need to be ready, locked and loaded, ready. I'm not just saying give money to people. You need to be led by the Spirit of God because there's a lot of con artists out there. There's a lot of people that's their job and they, and they know how to work on people's emotions. I'm talking about being led by the Spirit of God. If you're going to give a dollar, preach the gospel. Because Jesus always preached before he delivered something to people. He would always preach the kingdom of God, then he would feed them. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? He wouldn't just didn't give a dollar and just say, Jesus loves you. No, preach the gospel. I remember that there was this person that was out in front of, uh, it was uh, in front of um, a, a store that I went into, and they looked bad. And uh, they, were, they were just sitting up against, and, and they weren't even asking for anything. And I said, are you hungry? They said, yeah, and there was a Hardee's. And I had the time, and I took them to, to Hardee's, and, and, I, and, I, and I bought them a meal, amen? And I sat down and ministered the gospel. I had a little bit of time on my hands. 
Amen. And so I'm telling you, and I just let them know that Jesus loved them. They look like they've been through hell. Amen. And you know what? I was hopefully I was, you know, listen, we need to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? I'm not preaching this message to condemn you. I'm preaching this message to enlighten you that we have purpose. And that purpose is to bring people into the kingdom of God. The third key to Samaritan, uh, he had a good name. In other words, he told that innkeeper that, that he would be back. The innkeeper trusted him. He must have had a good name in that, in, uh, for the, in that innkeeper's eyes. Amen. And the third Fourth key to to the good Samaritan was he was generous. He 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 paid for the man's ability to be healed. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so we need to get these in our equation. So there's three questions why uh, that I'm going to ask you today. Why you know one of the question is three questions today. Why should I do good? It's a simple message. Why should I do good? I really believe that we should good we should do good. The main reason is because because Jesus did good for us first. I really believe we should do good for others because Jesus did something good for us. Why we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We should be doing it out of an attitude of gratitude. We should be doing good because we're thankful that we're not on our, on the road to hell. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? We should be doing good. Amen. But you know what? That you have a calling. Say, I have a calling. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are God's handiwork. Say, I'm God's handiwork. And, and he says, Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So God created us. When, when he saved us, we're, you know, this is part of, we're saved not of works. You know, we're saved by, by, by faith through grace. We're saved and not of works lest any man should boast. So we don't get saved by doing good works, but because we're saved, we do good works. God has ordained us to do good works because we are saved. That's what we should be doing. And I think that, listen, I think we're missing a little bit of joy in our lives. We're missing a little bit of peace in our lives because we're not doing all the good that we need to be doing. In other words, we're not stepping out and being a blessing. Whenever I step out and be a blessing, I feel good about it. I feel like, man, I accomplished something. I, I, I get the peace of God in my life. Does anybody know what I'm talking about today? I get the, I get the joy of the Lord in my life. Amen. In, in 2 Corinthians 5.18, it, it says it this way. Now, all things are of God. 5, 18 through 20. Now all things of God who has reconciled us to, to himself through Jesus Christ has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Somebody say, I have a ministry. So he says here, once we get saved, we have a ministry of reconciliation. This is, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are his ambassadors for Christ. As through God, we're pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. What, what is Paul saying here? He's saying that we have a ministry to reach people for God, that, that we're called to be a witness for the Lord. And then he gives you, you know, you have a title. I'm going to, you, you have a title today. You know, I have a title. I'm a pastor. Amen. I'm in the fivefold ministry and I'm, and God's called me to be a pastor. So I have a title, a pastor. Amen. But, but I also have another title and you have a title too. What's that? 
you're an ambassador for Christ. Say, I'm an ambassador for Christ. You have a title. Man, I didn't even have to work that hard for it. No, you were born into it. Isn't that awesome? You were born into it. You, you are a Christ follower. You're in, you're in the kingdom of God. Amen. And you are an ambassador for Christ. What is, does ambassador mean? It means that you represent heaven down here on earth. And Jesus represents you in heaven. To the Father and to the angels. Isn't that good news today? Say, I have a calling. I have a title. Amen. Number two, where should we do good? First, you know, why should we do good? Second, where should we do good? We should do good wherever we're at. You know, some people think, well, we do good. You just do good in church and we do good things inside the church and or we do good at the soup kitchen. We, we set a time to go, you know, uh, give soup to the poor. And that's great. And, you know, that, that's awesome. That's that, that's commendable. But really, we need we don't need a. Uh, compartmentalize being good in certain places. In other words, we need to be good wherever we go. Wherever we are at, we need to be good. If it's at your work, maybe maybe you might want to, um, uh, tomorrow morning, maybe you might want to go to Krispy Kreme. Amen. Get some Krispy Kreme goodness. Amen. And go to work and put it into the place and say, and, 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 and hot Krispy Kreme donuts and, and, and bring it into work and then put this little card that says God loves you on it. You know, put some cards out and, 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 and be, be a good trendsetter. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Bring in, how, how, no, you know, I asked my mom the other day, Mom, do you like donuts? And she said, who doesn't? Because I never see her eating donuts. Of course, you know, she doesn't buy them. And I, I never really seen her eat donuts. And she said, who doesn't like donuts? Everybody likes donuts. In other words, be, be a blessing. Go somewhere. Go to work tomorrow. Bring some Krispy Kreme donuts. And watch. That could open the hearts of people. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Our good works opens the hearts of people what? for Christ to come in. And we don't want to get too busy. I think being too busy, uh, uh, it, it kills the love of God in our lives. In Acts 3, uh, uh, this is the account of Peter and John. And in Acts 3, 1 through 10, Peter and John was going up to the temple at the time of prayer. And they, and they were on mission. They were going uh, to prayer uh, at 3 in the afternoon. It says, now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful when he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. And you know what? Peter and John could have said, listen, I'm busy. We got to go to a prayer meeting. (laughs) And we got to get into church. We got to learn how to walk with God. You know, and, you know, they they didn't say that. They could have. You know, we're, we're, we're running late. No, but, but, but Peter saw, saw the beggar. And then he said, silver and gold I have none. But what I do have, I give unto thee. Rise and walk in the name of Jesus. See, see, see Peter knew what he had. He, he had the power of God on the inside of him. He had the name of Jesus he could use. And he used the name of Jesus and he lifted that man up. And that man, that man was over 40 years of age. He was, he was an invalid. He, he, he was, it was a beggar. And he changed that man's life. He, 
Peter was a destiny changer that day. He changed the destiny of that poor beggar. And I'm going to say this to you today. You are destiny changers. Somebody say, I'm a destiny changer. Glory to God. In other words, you're bringing people out of a path of darkness into a path of light. You're bringing people out of a path of sickness into a path of health. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Listen, that's where we need to be. We need to be destiny changers. And what was awesome about this was that, that, that Peter you know, and John, they were going to pray, but they allowed this opportunity to sidetrack them. You know, they were going to do something good, but they allowed this, this opportunity to get the kingdom of God into this man's life. Not only that, Peter had the opportunity and the platform to preach Jesus to the people that were there. And the Bible says that he preached Jesus and he preached the word of God because miracles don't bring people into the kingdom. It's the word of God that brings people into the kingdom. And Peter preached, and the Bible says that 2,000 more people was, 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 came into the kingdom of God. 3,000 when Peter preached the first time. 2,000 more people came in just off that testimony. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? We're called. Say, say you're called. Look at your neighbor. To make a difference. So, so Peter's opportunity was awesome. And so we, we don't want to be in a hurry. We want to look for opportunities. You know, I, I'm praying now. And I'm asking God, God, give me an opportunity to minister to somebody today. Give me a, a door opener. Show me. And, and, and I, I get prepared with cards and everything. When I go out, I'm ready. This is the time of year where we need to be reaching people. Amen? And so, so uh, the third question I want to ask you today is, how should I do good? Amen? And I'm going to say this, do good as the Holy Spirit leads. Do good. You know, these cards that we have, God loves you, and, uh, and, and so do we. You know, maybe you're in line, and, 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 you're, and you're at you know, your favorite restaurant, McDonald's, or, or, um, you know, or Taco Hell. I mean, Taco Bell. And, uh, and you're at Taco Bell, and, uh, and maybe you're in your favorite uh, restaurant, and, and, and you're in line, and, and pray about the person behind you. Maybe you just need to buy their meal. And then give this to the, to the ladies. I want to buy their meal, but give them this card. Amen? And you know what? You could change somebody's life by, just by, by buying them a taco. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And then they could get this card. I've heard of testimonies, because other churches are doing this. Uh, this is not like my original idea. I, I received this from another church, and, uh, and, and they're a real big outreach church. And they said there, there, there was a person in line that was, was, was contemplating committing suicide. And they got blessed, and they got the card from their church, and they ended up getting into church, and they got saved. And they found out that God has a plan for their life. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? There are hopeless people all around us. And we have the hope for this generation. We have Jesus. So we need to be, we need to be people uh, looking for opportunities to minister goodness to other people around us. And listen, the Bible says this, that if you want to be healed, you pray for people. And James it talks about if you, you know, he says, Pray for, one, pray for one another so you may be healed. If you want to be set free today, if you want to see the joy of God in your life, if you want the peace of God in your life, then start going out and spreading out some love. There's a, there was an old song, and I'm closing, 
uh, sowing the seeds of love. Anybody ever heard that song years ago? Sowing the seeds of love. It's not a Christian song, but, but we need to be sowing seeds of love wherever we go. And when we do that, we're going to see the grace. We're going to see the blessings. We're going to see God move in our lives. Do you believe that today? Did you receive it this morning? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you, Lord God, that you're moving by your spirit. And I thank you, Father God, that you're helping us to understand why we're here. And we're here to make a difference for the kingdom of God. And, and maybe you're here today or maybe you're watching online and you're in a place in your life where you need God. You, you, there's areas that, that, that's messed up in your life. And you need God to invade your life. Well, today is the day of salvation. And so I, I want to encourage you to pray this prayer after me and meaning it in your heart. If you've never asked Jesus in your heart, if you don't have an assurance of your salvation, today is the day to do that. And just say this after me and meaning in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org. 